0: sprinkled all over the place and that's okay. Um and so while I was preparing this teaching, I was think I was like, oh, that's an easy one. Thanksgiving and singing. It's pretty, it's it's celebratory. It's something, it's happy, you know, like confession was kind of dark and it was like, oh god you know, but Thanksgiving and singing is like joy, you know, I thought great. But I'm thankful that God has something to share with us on this topic, something that He revealed to me and um kind of over the past few weeks, I've been living in a, uh, attitude of reflection and it's been nice. And, um, it's been kind of, it's been humbling and insightful. And I know that I've gotten close, more closer to God because of it. Um, because I kind of thought I had the Thanksgiving thing down. I was like, I'm thankful. Of course I'm thankful God. You know, every day you just, you say, thank God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. When things happen, you know, um, but God showed me some things, and he's, he prompted me to ask questions through, over these past weeks that I want to ask you this morning um, that maybe will help you learn or, you know, kind of reflect how thankful are you um, and how, how can we grow in this area where we might have thought we didn't have much growth left to do. So the first question is, what is my attitude towards Thanksgiving? Um. And in Colossians 4, 2, it says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. So, one of, some of the things that I uh, was thinking is, do I thank God because I have to? Because I feel like I have to thank God, so I'm going to do it. Um... Do I thank God because it's just sort of one of those phrases that stuck. Like I said, it's like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, we made it on time with, oh, thank you, Jesus. Is it just sort of, we're not even thinking about it. You know, we're, we're not consciences of our, our thanksgiving. Um, do I thank God even when I'm not sure what he's doing? Or do I withhold my thankfulness while I wait to see if he really will come through like he's supposed to? You know? And um, th- I have to share a story about my son he's four his name's Israel and he's the most thankful little boy I think I've known however sometimes I do have to remind him of you know to say his thank yous and his pleas and whatnot but um the whole thank you thing has kind of stuck so hard that he thanks me when I wipe his nose when he's sick he goes oh thank you mama and he thanks me when I have to rub oils on him because you know for for him to go to sleep or whatever oh thank you mama he's just so thankful and um a couple, like last week, I, I had to um, go pick something up really close by to my house. It was about like a five-minute drive. And um, but my husband had Israel's car seat in his car, and he was at work. So thankfully, I was able my littlest one still fits in his infant seat, so I did some changing around and had to adjust all the straps, but unfortunately, I strapped Israel into his car seat, but I didn't strap the car seat into the car which I'm sure none of you moms have done that before. I'm the only one because it actually happens, ki- not not the not <laughs> buckling it in the car, but often I forget to buckle him in. But he's so precautious and so <laughs> responsible that he always, he goes, Mama, you forgot something, <laughs> before we move anywhere. So I'm <laughs> thankful for that. But um, So we're driving down the road, and it's just about five minutes away, like I said, so. Just so you know that I'm not completely <laughs> terrible, <laughs> but um, we're driving and everything was fine. We got to where we had to go and we picked up what we needed. And um, on our way back, I was approaching a yellow light, and the car in front of me. Of course, I was like, "You're gonna go, you know?" This figured. I I thought I was gonna have to stop, but not the car in front of me. So I had to brake harder than I thought I was going to, you know. So I'm braking, and then all of a sudden, I feel a thud on the back of my seat i'm like what what just happened you know and so i um you know i realized it's israel and he's like you know his head is like resting (laughs) on the back of my headrest, and so i'm like oh my goodness and i'm trying to pull over into the turning lane so i can turn into a residential area and all the while i'm you know with my short arms i'm like trying to push him back so he can (laughs) you know go backwards and be straight and while I'm doing this, you know, how many times it took, I can't remember, but he was like, Oh, thank you, Mama. <laughs> thank you, Mama And I'm like, You don't have to be fak you, you don't have to thank me. It's my fault that you're like this, you know? And um I thought, you know, I was like, Oh, he's gonna cry or this is like traumatic or I don't know, but he was totally fine. We even laughed about it. I got you know, I finally was able to pull over and buckle him in and oh funny mama, you know. And so I'm like oh, and and it made me think. Later on that day, I was like, man, sometimes we accuse God. Sometimes we blame him. He could have been like, Mom, you forgot to buckle me in. What are you thinking, you know? He's for us, so I don't know. But <laughs> he could have, you know? And um, sometimes we blame God for the stuff we're going through or because we're in a position that's uncomfortable, and we accuse him, and we withhold our thanksgiving. We don't, we're not thankful, you know, because there's so many other things that we could be thankful about that we don't see in that time. We're in the, you know, we're, we're bent, we're, in, you know, slanted, looking down, everything looks, you know, we have no idea how we're going to get out of our position, and we don't see that, oh, you know, mom, mom's not driving so fast, but I'm okay, everything's going to be okay, God has me, his angels are around, I mean, we don't, we don't think about that stuff, we're so stuck in how am I going to get out of this, how am I going to get out of this, not how is God going to get me out of this, and um, we kind of take on an entitlement at, you know, I'm entitled to God getting me out of this earth, you know, we kind of have, that's a big thing in our society these days, just the entitlement, we feel like we are entitled, and, um, and then sometimes, you know, as we're talking about our attitude, sometimes our thankfulness, our thanksgiving gets so repetitive, that it just has no more meaning, you know, like I said, we're just like, oh, thank Jesus, oh, thank you, Jesus, for that, and, or sometimes we even are like, why do I, We might question, like, why do I have to thank God if he knows my heart is thankful? He knows that I'm thankful. Why do I have to put those into words? Um, Why do I even have to learn how to tell him that I'm thankful? And I love what it says in Psalms 116, verse 12. It says, um, this is in the NIV, how can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? And down, if you go down into verse 17, He responds to his own question. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. We give thanks to God because it's how we give back to him. It's kind of really the only thing that we can give him, right? He's God. He doesn't really doesn't need anything. The same goes for singing. Have you ever been in a, have you ever come to church and you're like, oh, great. You know, I don't really feel like maybe like me sometimes, you fought with your husband before you got to church. And then you're like, great, And I have to praise God. Like, this is, you know? Or even, you know, like in my situation, sometimes I have to sit through his sermon. And I'm like, Lord. (laughs) You know, and he he speaks to us in those situations too. Um, But have you ever felt like you're in service, you don't really have a reason to praise God? At least you don't think you have a reason. There's always a reason. Um... Have you ever found it hard to get yourself into, a, into an attitude of gratefulness or, like, singing um, because of your life circumstances? I'm sure we all have. And we sing to God because he, deser- he deserves our singing. He deserves our praise. And it's only because he's God. That's, that, if anything, you praise God. Like, if you have no reason to come to church or you have no reason to pray, you praise him because he's who he is. And that's it, period. And in every circumstance, there's a reason to sing. There's a reason to be thankful, always. And it's kind of like, you know, that song, the desert song? I always love that song, you know, this is my prayer in the harvest. I'm not going to sing the song. But it talks about, you know, we sing that. um, And it's true. It's hard sometimes, but. There's always a reason to praise and be thankful. So our second question is, am I confessing God's blessings in my life? You didn't think I was going to name confession in a Thanksgiving and singing message, did you? But um, confessing our, the blessings of, that God gives us. In, in the book, um, The Hour That Changed the World, he talks about how giving thanks... And the Thanksgiving part of our prayer is kind of like a confession, except we're not confessing our sins. We're confessing the recognition of God's blessings in our life. And sometimes I think we downplay that too much. We, um, we're confessing our recognition of God's blessing in our life. We are, when we give thanks to God, we're saying, God, I saw that. I know that was you. And that's a big thing. We're saying, God, you, you did that. And we're giving him the glory for it. And so, um, sometimes we thank God too generally. We're too like I said, oh thank you, Jesus. But thank you, Jesus, for what? Um, we thank Lord the Lord for our protection. Thank you for thank you for your protection, God. But was there a moment there where we knew that we knew that we knew that we we always should know that we know that He's protecting us? But be a little let's be more specific. Um uh, you know how when people we pray for our needs, we're, maybe we're praying for a house, and we get so p- specific. Oh God, I want a white little picket fence and 3,552 f- uh, 3, square feet. Like we're just we get so detailed about our wants or our needs, but then when we thank God for providing them or for delivering, we're just like, oh, thank you, God. You know, where we could we could really be saying, you know, make it more colorful oh, thank you, God, for mak- for giving me a house that has a brown wall. I always wanted a house with a wall that is brown. Thank you. You know, I don't know. It's just being more specific, and it's, it's giving God all the more glory and showing him that we are recognizing that he is working in our lives and he's giving with us the things that we desire, which he doesn't really need to, but he does it. And so... Um, uh, the, a confession of blessings is simply recognizing the specific things God has done for us and putting those blessings into words. In John eleven forty one, we see it's the uh, story of when Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead. And Jesus said, so they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe that you sent me. So Jesus, of all people, could have just said, God, I know that you heard me. I mean, he didn't even have to say it, right? But he he went into more detail. I know that you always heard me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here that they may believe you sent me. Um, when we are more specific in our thanksgiving, more... the. Uh, more m- our devotional life is more meaningful. So I said that r- backwards. Um, the more specific we get in our Thanksgiving, the more meaningful and devo- our devotional life will be. Um, like I said, when we're you know when people are teaching on how to petition and and ask the Lord for our needs or whatever, they tell us you know be really specific. If you need healing, be specific in your healing. And it's something that a lot of times ta- I'm sure we've heard in church or other um, conventions or whatnot. Um, But our thankfulness should be in detail as well. And um, our third question is, have I taken a moment to thank God for past blessings? So I told you that I've been living in an attitude, kind of a reflection. And this is actually, this was a really cool exercise. And it's one that the book suggests as well. Um, Of thinking back on times when I was blessed by God, but maybe I didn't express my thanksgiving or my, you know, my thankfulness, my gratitude. And I was in in the exercise, I was able to remember some awesome things that God did. And maybe maybe I did thank God, but maybe it was kind of one of those general, oh, thank you, Jesus, you know. And I remember um, it was kind of cool what Marty Olson taught last week for you guys that were here. And I remember one of the parts that stood out was when she mentioned, um, she talked about her kids how um, there was a point in time where her God as mom had to be their God because they were, you know, they were serving. They are coming to church, but it was really just because it was their mom's God. And at some point, for those of us who grew up in Christian churches, there has to be a kind of, you know, there's a point where it turns into our God. And I grew up in a Christian home. You know, I remember I was saved when I was little, and I was baptized, I think, when I was seven. I decided to, and it was really great. But when I was 13 was when I think that time happened for me. And um, in this exercise, I was able to go back and remember um, how awesome it was that when my relationship with Christ became like real, really personal to me. Um, And it didn't happen through my mom or my dad. It didn't happen through the other minister, you know, in the church, the pastor. It was just me and God at 13 years old. He showed up. And because um, I'm sure if it was my mom who prompted it, or somebody, it could have been like, you know, mom's always praying, but God showed up, just Him, and that's what made it personal. That's what that's the moment when I think I was like, yeah, He's my God, and I started serving my God. And it wasn't going to church, not that I ever thought that I was going to church for my mom's God, I don't think, but you know, it just made it became real in that moment. And so, throughout with this exercise, I was able to remember that and really thank God for how he worked in that time. Um, And it's such a crucial time. I was thinking, wow, 13, you know, so many, I could have gone down so many different roads, and I'm so glad, I'm so thankful, God, that you spoke to me in that moment. Um, And we've all gone through difficult times. And actually, Pastor Rick um, did a message a couple weeks ago about how God doesn't ever stop doing good, in our life, and um, what we learned, we didn't already know, um, is that his goodness, it it works all things, or he works all things for good in those who love and trust him. And, um, you know, that even when we don't understand what he's doing, he's there and he's working, and sometimes we blame him, and sometimes we don't thank him, and sometimes, but he's really working good for us. But how many, one of these things, this exercise helped me see was I was able to go back to difficult times in my life because maybe through those difficult times that I was like, what's going on? What's going on? But once I finally understood, did I ever go back and thank God for that difficult time? I don't know. You know, because God stretched, he's stretching us in those times. He's pulling us and it's uncomfortable and we don't understand. And then when we finally feel like, "Oh, life is okay, everything makes sense now," we kind of want to forget about that stretching point. <laughs> we're like, "I don't want to go back there." <laughs> but we need to thank God for those stretching points, you know. And so um, that's uh, that's something that in this week, when you guys are going, you know practicing Thanksgiving and probably hopefully living in an attitude of reflection. Think back, um, you know, in, in all the other segments, um, it's kind of been a struggle probably like with watching and waiting and helping, like keeping our mind from wandering. I know that's been for me. You know, it's hard to just be like blank, sit in silence with God. It's hard. You know, our, our mind goes other places, but one of the things with Thanksgiving, it's a time where you can allow your mind to wander and you can think about, oh yeah, God, like, if you do your devotional time in the morning, by the next morning, it doesn't you do not have to go through your whole life when you're doing this, maybe once or twice every once in a while. But um it's really just going over like the the past twenty four hours. What did I not thank God? Or or you know, and it, it brings all those things back to our, our attention and it's really cool. So that's what we're gonna try and do this week. Um and I know I put need a scripture and I have a scripture, but I don't see it now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it was uh, first. It was James one three. You guys can open that. Definitely not working. And I'll read it up here. Actually, go James one two first. Sorry. Okay, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And go on to three, please. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And in the NIV version, um, it says um, perseverance. The testing of your faith produces per- perseverance. So though we're going through these stretching times, God's strengthening, strengthening us, and the next time we go through another difficult stretching time, we're a little bit more mature and we're a little bit more, you know, stronger. It still stretches and it's still uncomfortable, but... It produces perseverance. And that's, we all want to be, we all want to persevere. And so, um, the uh, fourth question is, um, do I use thanksgiving and singing as spiritual weapons? And this week in your homework, uh, you're going to read a story in Second Chronicles. And it's about King Jehoshaphat of Judah. And, um. It's a very cool story, actually. And basically, uh, Jehoshaphat was facing uh, a war, basically. He, he, he was going to be surrounded by a vast army. And they were coming after him. And um, what he did was he called Judah to fast and pray, to seek God's deliverance and blessing. And in verse 15 of Second Chronicles 20... He says, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. And so we see that though all of Judah knew an army was coming after them, the threat was a real threat. I mean, it was a literal threat. They were facing I would not want to be facing a vast army. It was real. But the battle was going to be spiritual. God tells them that the battle is his. So how many of us would, in this situation would really be like, okay, God, it's yours. I'm not going to (laughs) worry. I mean, you're you're going out and you see all the torches probably they're preparing. I don't know how it would have looked and and really be able to surrender that. You know, I'd be packing my bags, getting my kids in their unstrapped car seats, and I'd be... (laughs) I'd be out of there as fast as I could, but God tells them that the battle is not theirs; it's His. And um, in verse seventeen, it says, "You will not have to fight this battle." And this was after the, you know they were in fasting and pra- praying, and the whole you know all the people were getting together and and were seeking God's deliverance. It says, "Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you." So it doesn't say, "Sit down and read your Bibles, and and you're going to be fine." You know, just take a seat on your comfy couches, or your unstrep car seats, and I'm going to take care of this. It says, "Take your position and stand firm, and see the deli- the deliverance of the Lord." Don't sit by passively and just expect me to deliver. No, you be pre- be prepared. Be prepared. And. In verse 21, it says, Jehoshaphat appointed men to go in front of the head of the army to sing and give thanks to the Lord. And this was pretty comf- common in those days. Kind of, I'm wondering if there was another time where they put the musicians in front of the, I don't remember where the sighting is or anything. But um, but he said, to put them in front to sing and give thanks to the Lord. I would not want it to be, um, Nicole, you would be one of our <laughs> our. <laughs> But, you know, there's a lot of them in here, but I would not want to be one of the musicians or one of the people pointed to go before and be like, oh, Lord, thank you. And looking at, I mean, can you imagine? Just close your eyes and imagine that. I just, I mean, it would be like going in front of ISIS right now and being like, oh, Lord, we thank you. And it would be so scary, right? That would be freaking scary. But what verse 22 says, as he began to sing and praise. So we see that they took their positions, they were standing firm, and they began to sing in praise. The Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. So, once again, they weren't passive, like standing back. um, Okay, God, when are you going to deliver? They took their positions, they stood firm, and they actually started to sing and give thanks for the deliverance they hadn't seen yet. So when we're going through those hard times and those stretching times, that's giving thanks before in advance, using our thanksgiving and singing as weapons, as spiritual weapons. Lord God, I know that this is tough, but I know that I'm going to see your deliverance in the future. I know that in a couple weeks, kind of like what Marty Olson was saying last week, I'm not going to be the same person. Thank you. Thank you. I worship you. I praise you. And sing, sing. That's, that was the weapon right there. It was singing and praise. They had music with them. They were celebrating the deliverance of the Lord before they even saw it. I don't know if I've ever done that before. That's powerful. And Dick Eastman, the author of um, the book we've been reading, says that singing is a weapon of warfare that adds immense power to our praying. But he also says that singing alone in God's presence is one of the most neglected neglected aspects of personal worship. how many of that how many of you think that's true in your devotional time that how many i mean sing alone in god's presence pretty often something that they like to do, but for some of us, it's just stretching right We don't have amy Grant's voice, and that doesn't sound very good when we 're out we don't have music and um yeah. <laughs> we don't feel like our song is worthy. We don't feel like our voice is worthy. Like why would God want to listen to that? You know, just reminding of think that of the that seagull in Little Mermaid, you know? <laughs> um I think his name is Scully or I don't know. So Scuttles. <laughs> um so singing alone in God's presence might feel weird for those, especially who don't aren't musically inclined. Maybe maybe even for those who are, it's kind of weird not to have a band behind you or hide behind the mic, or I don't know. Um, we don't feel good enough to opera, offer up our singing to the Lord. It feels a lot more comfortable when we're around all, all of us. You know, we're all together. And actually, that was something that while well, um, we were in worship, I felt like I heard all of our voices. there was a point in that last song where it was so, I don't know if anyone else heard that, but it was so beautiful. And it was such a great prelude to what God's teaching us. And um, so let's think about a time. My son has never, like, given me a gift of song. Maybe it's because he's a boy. He's not really, eh, he doesn't really care. But um, I, let's think about a time. I'm sure it's happened to most of us. Whether it's a little cousin, or your son or daughter or a niece or nephew or grandchild that wanted to share a song with you. How many have had an experience like that, right? Where little kids just like, "I want to share you this song I learned," or "I wrote a song for your mom," or "I wrote a song for you grandma," and and you're just like, "Oh, really?" You know. You just sit down and and um, we don't while we're listening to. I know I have um. I'm the second oldest grandchild, and I have on my mom's side, it's eighteen of us and um, all those little kids they always they're like they're like little performers, my little cousins, they're not little anymore, but um they would always want to share songs, sometimes they would write songs and because and really, kids they don't have much to give you. I mean they don't have money, they don't you know so a song or like a picture, it's a lot, you know it's we, and we cherish that, right We understand that. And so they're so excited to share with you this song, and they're passionate. Maybe they just learned it in Sunday school or school, and or they wrote it. And so they're singing, and they're not hitting notes, and um, they're probably singing off tune. Um, but it's the most precious thing that you've ever heard, and it, you it's really a gift, right? Um, you're not worried about the off tune singing. You're not worried about the flat notes. You're not worried that there's no music accompanying them or that maybe they mix their words up or that's not how the song goes. You're not worried about that. All you're doing is listening to this precious little voice singing to you. And because all they want to do is sing to you. Don't you think that God is just like that, if not better, right? Maybe some of us are like, Maybe the musically inclined people are like, oh, that was a little odd, tune," But I don't know. God doesn't do that. He's delighted when we come in thanksgiving and praise. Because he knows it's really the only thing we have to give to him. And when we surrender to that and we do, we give it to him, he's so delighted. He doesn't care about our voices. He doesn't care if the words didn't rhyme. You know, how many of you guys have, like, tried to sing, you know, like a spiritual or, like, sung, um, with the influence and the inspiration of the spirit, and you're like, oh, have you? I've, I've done this too, Because <laughs> where you're singing, and then the song, the words that you just chose didn't rhyme, and you're like, oh, shoot, I totally messed that up. <laughs> you know, God doesn't care. He has, um, he has everything that He delights in a simple group of words that we tie to a melody, and He loves it, and He wants to hear it. And we need to do it, <laughs> you know, push ourselves. And th- so this week we're going to be able to s- practice that. Maybe next week at our tables we could talk about all the funny things we came up with, but that God was delighted in hearing. You know, we might laugh sometimes. I know I have. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> that didn't sound very good. But you continue, and you and when the Holy Spirit guides you through it, it's powerful. And we can use those things as weapons in our our life and the things that we're going through. Um, how many of you guys have been in a, you know, a dark time and you turn on a your favorite worship song? You know, I've done this when after the kids are in bed and the qui- the house is quiet and you're kind of worrying about stuff, you're, you're anxious and you turn on your favorite song and you can play that thing like 15 times and you can ball the whole time or you can, you know, but how it ministers to us and then how m- how many of you guys have gone a little bit further from the listening part and you're actually seeing it even though it's dark even though you're feeling dark and how it lightens your spirit doesn't it and it delivers you sometimes we kind of like to go back in that little dark space after we've done that exercise but if we continue how you know what deliverance would we see um in Colossians 3.16, says, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you, with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So we're closing, and as this week when you're touching up or just learning about your singing and thanksgiving skills. When you offer up a song to God, um, it's easy to start with something you already know. You know, maybe it's your favorite worship song, the chorus or the bridge. And you're just singing it. You don't have anybody around. You don't have any music. You could maybe even turn on the music if that's easier for you. But let the Spirit guide you into a new song. Go into thanking God. You know, it's it's. if you're singing your favorite chorus, go in and just start thanking God and praising his name and let the spirit guide the words from your mouth to form a new song. Um, sing to God what you're thankful about and just put the words to a melody. It might sound a little funny because it doesn't rhyme, but that's okay. God doesn't care. Um, and if you don't have the words, let the spirit guide you. Let the spirit give them to you. Sing in the spirit. How many of you guys have heard somebody sing in the spirit? so beautiful. Um, Think of times when you felt God's blessing in your life and thank him. Think of times when maybe you didn't feel very blessed, but now that you know that you really were very blessed, thank him. Um, Just thank him and and sing those um, songs of thanksgiving. So um, we have like 15 minutes, I think. If you guys are brave enough, (laughs) and kind of a low some of you guys are special because you have singers at your table but try to set maybe table leaders choose a song a chorus that maybe hopefully that we would all know maybe that we sing at church and just quietly at your table sing together and let's praise God and thank him and then um doesn't have to be very long three minutes or something, two minutes. Actually, three minutes is a whole song, so let's not do that. <laughs> but um, And then go into um, prayer requests and uh, our kind of typical closing. I don't know if you have anything to add, but um, that's that.